यू आर लिसनिंग टू पॉपकास्ट विद गरिमा हेलो एंड वेलकम टू अ ब्रांड न्यू एपिसोड ऑफ पॉपकास्ट विद गरिमा एंड थैंक यू सो मच फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन यू यस यू हु इज लिसनिंग टू मी राइट नाउ आई डोंट नो यू एंड आई रियली रियली वांट टू नो यू so if you're listening i want to learn from you and hear your thoughts as well and let's together build a community that's empowering us so first things first subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening it to and tell me who do you want to hear in the next season or share what can i do better you know and now coming back to today's episode so guys i'm really really excited about this episode and this is very special because i got to learn so much and i hope that through the course of this episode you also learn about drag culture and drag culture in india particularly now if you don't know what drag is then here you go drag is a gender bending art form in which a person dresses in clothing and makeup meant to exaggerate a specific gender identity usually of the opposite sex yes i read that from this website which is called masterclass.com wow and today to indoctrinate you about drag queens and kings the scene in india and bollywood in drag i have with me maya the drag queen aka alex matthew lgbtq influencer tedx speaker and actor and guys let me tell you for those of you who can't see maya right now she is looking absolutely stunning so maya thank you so much for doing this thank you so much for having me here like it's really a really great honor um, i saw your work i mean i heard your work and it has been amazing i've read your stuff as well with along with the links and i was like i have to do this podcast because it's going to be so much fun thank you thank you so much that honestly means a lot because it's an effort to speak to like minded people and ignite conversations that matter as i said already so i'm i'm really glad and maya let's start right off the bat my first question to you is when did drag actually become mainstream in india you know and uh, because there's part about acceptance and there's a little part about commercialization of this industry so we will talk about acceptance uh, later in the episode but uh, tell me how how was it when you started so uh, when i started in 2014 i it was like people found it uh, not so like oh my god what is this i don't understand it and all of that there was so much of misconceptions assumptions that i had to deal with it was post uh, 2017 when kitty su uh, as a nightclub uh, adopted drag as part of uh, like you know the thing usually you have pure love thursdays earlier it was called as see you next thursday uh, before the repeal of section 377 now it's called as pure love thursdays uh, that is when when they adopted the drag culture into um, a usual gay night is when things started turning around then people started getting educated people started knowing about drag queens so 2017 was technically the turning point for a lot of people who want to do drag um our post that we had we seen a growth in drag queens where there are about 30 to 40 drag queens in india alone um uh, drag queens drag kings um and that is great that is amazing from when i started when i thought i was the lone person out there uh, but then it's the, it's a great trajectory 
and uh, um, I've had so much fun. Like last year in September 2019, um, around uh, five to six drag uh, queens and kings got featured in Vogue. So that is amazing uh, achievement that we have done as a pop industry. But we continue to do it. Like even uh, uh, in February when there was a fashion week, we had a few drag queens who were install uh, installations in Manishorora fashion show. So it's amazing to see that uh, there are different ways where we are trying to, you know, uh, be mainstreaming ourselves. It's we are not mainstream so much where people be like. When we say drag queen, people will turn around and say, "What? Who is a drag queen?" We haven't reached there as yet, but we are on that pathway to teach people on what is drag about, who is a drag queen, who is a drag queen. So it's amazing that I'm part of this growth pathway, and that's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a steady, slow process, but it's in the right direction, and hopefully, exactly. India will emerge as a because. It's in our culture, and you know we've been uh, growing up watching men dressing up as women in movies, in the Kathakali art forms, and you know uh, even our old sculptures. I mean the Khajuraho temples and all of that. So it's very much rooted in the Indian history more than anybody in the West culture. Exactly. So we have been uh, doing this for centuries altogether, and this is not a Western concept. <laughs> people keep saying that it's from the west and you know you ape the west and all of that but it's not when i went back into history i know that there have been people performing like you go back to even bollywood you know there's a song called kajrahe mohabbat wala the song actually has a drag queen and a drag king actually performing to the song really so i you go back to you go uh, you go to youtube and check and you will realize that it's actually a drag queen and a drag king performing together I I didn't know about that. That's super interesting. See, you learn something today, right? So when you go back, you will listen and you'll be like, "Yes, this is what Maya was talking about." Yeah. I was like, "Oh my God, was was it uh, like uh, really forward those uh, in those years? Like people could do that in those years? Uh, it's been there, just that people, uh, you know." They just get uh, very rounded up with conditioning, saying that this is wrong, this is right. That is very, uh, very wrong. Okay, so here's what I think. Uh, Bollywood doesn't really have a great equation with the LGBTQ community because even though a significant amount of people, you know, be it in the crew or be it in the uh, in the fashion department, costume department, or or any other, you know, direction or or production, any other department per se, um, belong to the community. But you know, when it comes about representation of this community, it's always shown very over the top in a slapstick humor. a uh, comedy form which is often mocked about you know them as characters so when you get roles and when you get casting calls now that you know there are movies which are coming on drag queens and there are series so what do you have to say about that how's the representation there i completely agree with you because i think it's post it was on the start end of 90s or start of 2000s when people started ridiculing the lgbt community not taking them seriously We turned out to be caricatures for them. We turned out to be um, seen as villains. Um, you know, it it came to point like, for example, the casting that I get from Bollywood these days is of a uh, being of a trans woman from the from like the hijabs. You know, I'm like I'm not a trans woman just because I dress up in a sari 
and I go on stage doesn't mean can't equate me to that community. I'm not. Don't. They are amazing. They're great. You when you meet them, no, they're amazing as people as well. Like just the society is putting them down, and it's not the right thing to do. But I'm really appalled at way Bollywood is actually perpetuating stereotypes, and that is something which I hate. <laughs> like I have a friend who's a trans woman, and she acted in this really great show, uh, TV show, which has been running for like more than 500 episodes. And she acted in that series, but I know her voice, and her voice is the most feminine voice I have seen in my life. Like even I've been like, oh, is she really a woman like that? It's reached that point, and because she's got the most feminine voice, but then in the serial they perpetuated a stereotype of how a person or how a hijra would talk. Hey, Dena. That is not the way. You should actually have used her own voice. I was really, really sad when I saw that old clip of her being, you know, subjected to such a stereotype. I don't want LGBT people to be subjected to a stereotype. It's, they should break the stereotypes. Definitely, and I think it's. It's really, really sad that your friend had to, uh, you know, sort of go through this because I think it's the subliminal conditioning that all of us receive from pop culture products like uh, movies and TV shows that that has shaped a certain understanding of how we perceive trans people. Or, uh, but but you know, I'm glad that you're breaking the glass ceilings. Exactly. So if uh, they they're being truthful or something, they are they are shutting that whole thing down. That is not right. Like I even went live uh, on a South Indian celebrity's live. Okay, she invited me for a show. Um, I saw the major comments where they were not open to even hearing me out. Like, who am I? What is a drag queen? What does drag mean? No, they were like shutting me down. They saw my face immediately. They were shutting me down immediately, and that is not right. But I'm so. Grateful that she stood her ground. The celebrity stood her ground. She is like, I remember you. I think you are amazing, and I am going to continue irrespective of what people say. And that is the great step. What an ally needs to do. Ally is a l a l l y, meaning a straight person who supports the community wholehearted. So that is amazing to see people like that out there. You know, supporting the community irrespective of the rampant homophobia and transphobia out there. So I think Maya, if I'm not wrong, this is going to be your sixth year in the drag industry, uh, so to say. So, what is the difference between the young Maya that started out? Uh, I'm sure you're still young, but the young Maya that started out when she moved from her her town to the city, and Maya that is today on the stage. What's the big difference? When I started off, I was just raw drag queen, like you know, like one of those recently moved uh, women from the town to a city. So I was actually wearing the typical Malayali sari with gold border um, and uh, with jasmine flowers on her hair, and she had this whole, you know, something which people could relate to. Being this uh, raw, I didn't have filter. I would say whatever I feel like uh, to. Maya at this point is very glamorized. She's a glamazon, <laughs> and she takes uh, um, cues from uh, different people. Um, like I have different uh, inspirations from Bollywood, from Hollywood, and I use that to actually communicate to people. The current version of Maya is super glam and diva mode on all the time. Yes. 
Is there yes. anything uh, specific other than the performance in the sense that dancing and singing is something that you obviously do and it it comes part of the holistic performance but when you're performing do you consciously think of something else as an endeavor to I usually do storytelling in my performances and I don't have to like catch a mic and start saying a story I say story with my actions something what Deepika did uh, with Gumar uh, from Padmavat Yeah so I performed to that so I did the whole act by holding uh, the white cloth which is written with uh, queer rights humanity pure love and that's something which we still fight for till the date you know because people still um, are uh, homophobic transphobic they're not able to understand the lgbt community uh, better so for me this was the way to actually be more powerful uh, with my performances Tell me something how long does it take you to get dressed So it takes about uh, like if I take my own leisure time I love to take 3 hours but if there is a time limit I take uh, like 1 and 1/2 hours because I want everything to be perfect right and you know places like Mumbai and Delhi they are really uh, what do you say they are ruthless they'll be like looking at you and saying Oh darling you have not contoured yourself properly you have not put uh, lashes you have not done that you have not done this uh, you should have done that and you know you feel like why do i have to hear this i just come to perform and leave i'm i'll come to enjoy i don't need to listen to your complaints and all of that just save it for your uh, rainy day don't do that to me like this sochcast Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. All right, guys, time now for the Popcast playlist where I will be curating my top five picks from this week of music. Now, these are songs that I love listening to, and I've been introduced in one way or another, and I hope you can enjoy them too. Also, do come back after the playlist where Maya and I play "Never Have I Ever," and let's know what's next lined up for Maya. All right, number one song on this episode's podcast playlist is a song that I have been hooked to for the last entire week. Uh, it's a song called "Deske Pro Play." It's in Portuguese and English as well by Meg Zack and Tyga and Anita. I hope I say that right because like Anita is with double T A. The song is super electronic and dance vibe. Uh, but when I actually translated the lyrics to English, just out of my curiosity, because I really wanted to know, like you know, the songs that I give you should not be sexist or should not be objectifying. Uh, I'm like a little confused because when I read the lyrics, like this is what happens in most Punjabi songs, right? So this goes like hose in my sheets, I ain't getting no. sleep bounce on the meat i get girls by the fleek okay so this is uh, but i i really think it's objectifying tell me if you also think this song objectifies or this is like very normal to talk like this in rap
Welcome back. The next song on the podcast playlist is a song which is called Jet Black by Channel Trez, who is a producer, DJ, musician and one of my most favorite recent findings. You know when I heard the song at first his voice was unassuming and really very different but that's actually his secret weapon. The song has got full dance EDM kind of vibe, perfect for a house party starter kit, super up tempo and celebratory. I never reply when you hear me. I'm off the grid, you can't get me. Secure the bag like Gucci. You see me racked up, can't miss me. I never go down with my hands up. Fuck the rounds, you pour another cup. I kiss the wall down one knee. See me racked up, can't miss me. Jet black. Back, 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 back it up, jet black. Stack, 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 stack it up, jet black. Back, 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 back it up, jet black. Stack, 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 stack it up. Welcome back to the podcast playlist. Now the next song is by Frizel D'Souza. It's called New. This is her debut single and the song is Pure Bliss. Frizel is a 21-year-old singer-songwriter based out of Bangalore. She was also on the popcorn series that I have on my Instagram which is Conversations and Concert. I actually got introduced to her after listening to her Pratik Kuhar covers and boy like you have to have to listen but talking about new super easy breezy song love the lyrics and uh, let me play it for you one time that you held me in your five times a kiss on my lips is what i should have got Time now for the fourth song on the podcast playlist. Now this song is my all-time jam. I think it's been like really long that I discovered this song and I really don't know how but I'm so glad I did. Uh the actual song, okay, let me first tell you the name. It's called Eri Sakhi. Uh yes, if you're guessing it to be Eri Sakhi More Wow, that gave me a chance to sing. Anyway, so the actual song is uh, by Gulam Farid Nizami, and uh, I'm going to be playing the Papon rendition, which is supremely soulful. It's like the perfect whiskey peg. Another rendition of the same song, Eri Sakhi, was also played in Made in Heaven. Also, my bad. It's actually not a song; it's a kawali. But I'm going to be playing the Papon rendition. Eri sakhi 
ही मोरे पिया घर आए भाग लगे इस आंगन को भाग लगे इस आंगन को अपने पिया के मैं बल बल अपने पिया के मैं बल बल चरण लगायो निर्धन को चरण लगायो निर्धन को इरी सखी मुरे पिया घर आए इरी सखी मुरे Okay, I didn't want this one to stop, but time now to introduce me to this super bomb singer that I just recently found out. I was randomly scrolling through my Instagram, and that's when I came across VH1's live where this singer called Adi A D I was performing, and man, like I went bonkers. I really had to go back, listen to his songs, and amazing work. And there was no way that I could not have shared this with you. So the song is called Point Twenty Two. Adi does a perfect amalgamation of hip hop and retro Bollywood, something that we at Popcast love to do. If you like the song, you can follow Aditya on his Instagram handle, which is adi dot avg adi dot avg, and he goes by the same name on YouTube as well. So yes, show some love. Texting him like get the work out. I call that moving straight. All my boys been moving way since age three. Different dogs, same breed. Things change, I stay me. Gossip like it's page three. Show up with the entourage. You think the life was picture perfect HD? No pre-sixties. I make peace, don't make peace. And all the boys is falling off, I'm piling on like Adi's out. Who I'm falling. Okay, we have a very fun game lined up for you. It's called yes. Never Have I Ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> should, I, should I say yes and no? No, I don't have to drink water or drink tea or anything like that, right? <laughs> no, no. Just take it. Yeah, yeah. I have, I'm ready. I'm ready. I haven't. And you can uh, probably give your anecdotes if you feel you know you want to add up something. Sure, sure. So, sure. are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> I, love I love so much energy. It's it's so inspiring and it's actually infectious. Yeah, that that's what I do. That that's what I go on stage and I give that to the audience because most of them are coming from work and you know their uh, really dry lives and I be like. I give out this energy so that they can go back feeling really pumped up, and that's what I. Do. That's great. So let's start. Never have I ever changed my appearance to someone or something that I do not stand for. Uh, my God, I have done this. I have so done this, and I've done it for a shoot. And I was in really, really like huge as pain, and I'm like, why am I doing this? What is the purpose of this? I should have not done this. That sort of a thing. I enjoyed a bit of the shoot, but at the same time, I was like, "Why the hell am I?" So I, yes, I have done. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never have I ever loved someone and not said it. Never have I ever loved someone 
and not said it to them not said it to them so many times i see i see a gay boy or a by by you know any any kind of sexuality man on the, uh in the club and i will like oh my god i just want to fall into his arms and just uh, get you know like you know like one of those prince charming just run away with him but i just hold my ground and i'm like no don't do it <laughs> not unless you are a drag queen let them approach you <laughs> ah, that's what the queen would do okay yeah. never have i ever fallen for a straight man always always all the rules and i'm loving it <laughs> always i have always been having that you know like they say you know we all have gay dar yeah. i will always have all this like you know can you please be gay dar <laughs> oh my god i tell you i tell you three straight men from bollywood who i have been like who uh, question my sexuality i tell you the first guy was akshay kumar Uh, yeah. Second was Sunil yeah. Shetty, uh, and then third was Akshay Khanna. These three. What have the, What have all these three told you? So they have actually questioned my sexuality. So I was like, I was so attracted to them when uh, when I was a child. Like the movie Dalkan, have you the the pair uh, Shilpa Shetty? Yeah. I always believe that I am Shilpa Shetty. <laughs> I have been. I, I am. caught between two hot men listen but <laughs> this dhadkan movie was full toxic men are huh, around so you can't be stuck with toxic men anjali main tumhe bhul jao ye ho nahi sakta aur tum mujhe bhul jao ye main hone nahi dunga i know it's been it's just very toxic now when i watch it i'm like what the hell was i thinking yeah. you know i was like why am i why am i focusing on this this sort of a storyline mujhe bhul jao ye main hone nahi dunga tum kisi aur ki ho jao something like that and i no i think it it was more in terms of how they were like you know oozing out their sexual energy towards shilpash uh, and that is something which i was like thrown back i was like oh my god i wish two two men would do that to me but then yeah these these three men were the ones who so and they are supposedly straight so i mean that is some that is so and that should answer your question all these so i'm i'm connecting yeah. with thoughts already <laughs> <laughs> your interview has been so inspiring to everyone who's been you know listening to you so i'm sure yeah. it's really great <laughs> thank you yeah. are you working on your character what's next for maya like um, right now what i'm doing is i'm uh, so i had developed a, a character known as elia she's an old woman um or old in those like mid 40s to 60s that range so i made uh, i'm writing this uh, like you know web series uh, mm. where she is actually based out of bangalore and how she is dealing with the city and the pe- the people within the city of uh, who she is and all of that so i'm developing that right now writing it myself mm. so uh, that is something which i look forward to hopefully someone will buy it and make it into a series so let's see fingers crossed <laughs> fingers crossed we wish you all the best can you just repeat Thank the you. character um, the name uh the character uh, her name is eliamma eliamma yeah what so basically it's the it's the malayalam version of alice 
English. Nice. Great. Great, yeah. Because we need those kind of content out there. Like a mix of, you know, regional, English and then actually right now what we need most is queer content which is missing at the moment. Absolutely. Indian queer content. Absolutely. Yeah. So that is something which I uh, look forward to. <laughs> I, I am looking forward to and I really wish that may everybody see the series and love you even more. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love you so too. Thank you for doing this yeah. with us. And thank you for coming and giving us all the dope on the drag. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm so happy to do this. I'm so happy that you chose me as well. Uh, there were there are millions of drag queens out there, but you chose me. That is thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope as I promised this would be a learning and an enriching experience for you. Uh if you have comments or if you want any feedback about the podcast, uh first I really apologize about the sound quality. I tried my best to cut it out the best for you guys. But if you have any feedback and you know if there's something that you want to convey about the podcast, please do write to me on my Instagram podcast with Garima. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Bye.